0: Hello and welcome everybody to Weirdly Magical with Jen and Lou and I am Lou or Louise and I'm Lou and um, we have created this podcast to talk about energies in general and any other topics that come up. We'll be um, We'll possibly be interviewing people, but we'll be giving you a guide to what's happening in the cosmos and um, energetically and um, generally giving you information from from the universe, (laughs) basically, I guess, would you say, Jen? Yes, absolutely yeah and um so this um is our inaugural uh, podcast we did do one podcast already but um <laughs> we weren't set up properly and now we are so here we are again now jen and i have known each other since i think 2010 we decided it was and we actually we actually met through um social media marketing um class that we both took and we met each other in LA at an event and our paths have been very similar we were both doing very different things back then i i went into the social media marketing coaching world and jen why don't you talk a little bit about what you were doing and then we can talk about how we got to where we are now
1: yeah so i had i was in design uh, doing interior design doing uh Makeovers of this using what people already owned. And then I wrote a book called Le Chic Cocoon, and this book was supposed to be about uh, design and it'll end up being about um, our personal journey. And so when I was, when Louise and I met, that's kind of where I was in the middle of a muddle trying to figure out <laughs> what was next.
0: and me and me too really we both were we both been through amazing transitions in our life pretty much around the same time um as, as you can hear we're both not from the usa where we both live now and i had um been moved to utah by my husband's company at the time and i was finding myself um in this new country and and Jen had been through a big transformation in her life too so and our paths have followed similar um, trajectory really since we met and kind of uh, by accident it's not like we've gone to each other and said hey I'm gonna do this and the other's gone hey I'm gonna do this we both kind of we became really good friends but we don't talk every day and then We'd, one of us would say hey I'm doing this and the other would say well actually I'm so am I doing this <laughs> it's kind of been very weird it's like we've both I threw myself into um astrology back in 2012 I, I kind of had an awakening I'd studied astrology since 1989 um and in 2012, I decided that I was going to make this my profession and make it and study it more formally and actually pr- not practice, practice, but practice for money. And um, around that same time, I think Jen, you were entering this kind of world about the same time as me. Yeah. Yeah, in
1: 2012, started studying uh, numerology and Kashik records. Mm. yeah and then kind of decided to go turn it into my business in 2013
0: Mm. yeah so I I find it quite interesting how we both were kind of pushed at the same time to um, move into this world and um, I think it's it's kind of indicative we are kind of indicative of a growing um woo world if you like you know people are opening up to these um to these practices like astrology the akashic records shamanism numerology more than ever before as we enter into this new um new age of aquarius which we are in the process of shifting of the ages and um i've noticed it there's a lot more practitioners um you know there's more ast- you know i know that obviously because i'm in the astrological world i've got to know a lot of astrologers but the number of astrologers is growing and i'd say it's the same in your practices as well wouldn't you jen oh
1: definitely i mean when i started with uh, numerology and and astro uh, um, numerology and uh, uh, what's the Akashic, there was hardly anyone knew about it or you didn't find the practitioners. Mm -hmm. And now uh, there's many, many practitioners as well as people doing, like when I was doing that, like people would say, what a strange combination, you know, Akashic reader and uh, astronomerologist. And Mm -hmm. and then more and more people started doing those things. So yeah. uh, Definitely has opened up a whole world. There's a lot of people that were doing other things like us or living kind of in the dark and then coming into our own uh, kind of light or recognition through these uh, divinatory practices. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you were, I mean, you did this as an interest when you were younger, and I was very interested in various divinity, uh, divinational practices when i was young i didn't pursue them really but you know then more than a hobby Mm. uh,
0: i pursued that well i pursued them for not for money
1: shall we say so yeah they were a hobby it's like a hobby right you did it you enjoyed it you practiced it but you didn't really yeah go to the depth of okay
0: exactly and i have you know i i i found a box of things that um uh, just a couple of years ago after we moved our last ta- our last move and in it I found um a tarot deck that I had bought back in 89 and things like that you know so
1: oh, yes. <laughs> well, that's funny I think in 89 or somewhere around then I had uh, met somebody who was interested in the tarot and I bought my first tarot deck and a book ah! and all of that stuff probably around the same time but I, I didn't really get into it. I mean, I kind of did a little bit, you know. Yeah. I had hyping. I dabbled in these different things, and then yeah, me too. To yeah, to the next level. It was just kind of oh, here it is, and then I put it away.
0: And I had medicine cards, and which I still have. And I did some um, hands-on <laughs> healing, which is now called Reiki. Before it was called Reiki, it was just, <laughs> it was just healing with hands back then and uh you know i dabbled in all kinds of things but now these things are becoming almost mainstream you know it's um and i think it's awesome to see because people are really beginning to connect and realize that everything is connected and it doesn't really matter which tool you use but you can get deep knowledge and acceptance of the self and a lot of answers through tapping into these other realms, if you like, which are not really so other, but you know what I
1: mean. (laughs) I think in 2011 when we actually met in person uh, for the first time uh, that was kind of certainly my experience was, was kind of crossing over from that idea of the woo stuff that had kind of been secret in my closet, I've never really uh, mm-hmm. developed it into anything. Uh, you know, that was kind of the first indication I had that I was paying attention to. I mean, I had other indications, but, but I was paying attention to, and that something happened like I felt the shift and mm-hmm. engaged in things that changed me, right? That led me to study numerology or meet people that then took me to the numerology and the akashic right? without mm-hmm. that step i wouldn't have taken the next step in the same way right
0: yes exactly yeah completely and now it's like i can't get enough you know i did a year-long shamanic practitioner training and i've done various other things and i my study in astrology deepens all the time mm-hmm. and and now my personally my biggest passion. I, I, of course, I love doing astrology sessions still, but my biggest passion now is um, writing and, and talking about the energies all the time. So this is why I we thought we'd start this podcast, really, so we can talk about them.
1: Yes, I think yeah. this is uh, true. Mine, too, is, to, I think, for me, uh, is being in a creative space. Uh, I... I was creative in my earlier years, so I didn't really develop it into anything because I always had this, you know, whatever psychic side or woo Mm -hmm. side that I didn't really tap into. And so now for me, this is having connecting the two, right? Being able to create something uh, and speak to what is happening in a whole different way. Uh, And, with my clients or through the things I'm creating, is really pretty phenomenal, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, the cards that I've just created, I just created this deck of cards, the Illuminating Journey deck, and this is just, has opened me up to a whole new level of who I am. Like it's putting mm-hmm. pieces of my past that were valuable to me into the present, which I think is really what's happening to a lot of us. We're, Picking out things that have substance from the past and kind of bringing them into a place in the present.
0: Absolutely, and and I've been lucky enough to um, to land a book deal recently, so uh, to write my first astrology book and and talk about bringing things in from the past. You know, my mom, she's like you always said you wanted to write a book. You were always going to be a published author. (laughs) And uh, so it's once I declared I was a writer and took my um, astrological writings over onto medium.com there, this book magically appeared and they didn't actually even find me on medium. It just, it's just my declaring to the universe that, uh, that I was going to be a writer kind of, it came my way so i'm in the process of of writing my first book um one of many i hope and um and and just we're finding different ways to work and and i have you know i've ideas for other things a card deck but you're right once (laughs) once, once you come to these things other things start to open up the creativity starts to really flow and, uh, and then we step more and more into what we're here for because I'm definitely well, looking at my own astrology chart I'm a teacher really through and through um, so writing the a form of teaching
1: exactly, it's very exciting, well I think that's true, I think that's probably something we both have in common as we're both teachers in, in different ways and
2: mm-hmm.
1: how to use that energy of i think also besides being teachers is the idea of being evolved for me it's uh, i've always uh, valued my freedom or liberty you know Mm -hmm. above everything else and but what you know how does one get to that like you know it's one thing to declare i'm not going to do certain things or i'm not going to take money or i'm not going to do this but that's more of a negative aspect and it doesn't really help you evolve like for me just like you know you say you decided what you wanted to do and you started to do it and put your attention there and then it starts to fall into place
2: mm-hmm.
1: i think that's true uh, in many ways about this is that for each of us we have to you know no matter who we are uh, we have to find the the sacred truth of our own journey. Like, what is it we're putting our focus on? What are we interested in? Some people may be interested in drama and, you know, and having a life where everything goes wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, I certainly know I was in that kind of camp before I realized that there was options. And now I know I don't have to. Like, I can choose. I'd rather choose to express myself in a way that makes me feel fulfilled instead of feeling oh, this is so shit! or I can't wait to leave, or whatever,
0: right? Yes, exactly, yeah. So uh, I wonder if we should get on to the what's going on in the world, because, <laughs> because there, has, there is a lot going on in the world. <laughs> um, I think Jen and I are going to mostly focus on the energies um, coming up, over the next few days because we have this biggest big concentration of energies and one of the biggest shifts um we'll have in our lifetime which is uranus moving into taurus and incidentally jen is a taurus not
2: that it
0: not that we are only our sun sign but um this is going to affect every one of us But Uranus last moved into Taurus back in 1934. Um, He moved in for a little while, uh, retrograded back into Aries and then moved back into Taurus again. But it's been 84 years since he moved into Taurus and 77 years since he left. So you can see that this is kind of a, a big happening for us collectively because these outer planets which Uranus is um, cause major um, changes in our world so uh, we also have a new moon on the 15th which happens just before Uranus moves into Taurus we also have uh, Mars moving into the sign that Uranus rules which is Aquarius on the same day So we've got a lot happening and that's just some of it. So so Jen, what's your sense of all this energy happening this weekend?
1: Well, I think, you know, this is kind of where you know, we've talked over and over again, or I certainly have, and I'm pretty sure you have too, about Mm -hmm. this idea of being in a new beginning, being in this new age. Mm -hmm. But I really think that this energy of Uranus moving into Taurus, you know, this is about making things real. Like we've dreamt of ideas, we've talked about things, we've imagined things. But the energy of Uranus in Taurus is this kind of, you know, it's a very volcanic energy, but it's also very earthy. It's like it's it's like we're being swept up and landing. Like I feel like in the last few weeks uh, and probably months that I've been free falling. Like I don't know what's happening because we're moving into a time of great change. Uh, but it's uh, the unknown, right? It's the unknowable. More than the unknown, is the unknowable. We mm-hmm. cannot put a um, kind of thing around and say, oh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. Yeah. Because the thing is, we don't really know what's going to happen. We can say what we think, but it's all based on past experience. And one of the interesting things that has been happening, certainly as far as the information I've been getting, is that we can't base the future or the present, or what's coming, whatever you want to call this time that we're in, like in the moment, on uh, what we've experienced in the past, or our interpretation, right, we've interpreted things a certain way, and uh, there is a certain amount of violence, you know, in this energy, but uh, while it might be, feel scary to all of us, is also necessary, I mean, there's that that need for us to kind of push through our illusion or our fear so that we can get grounded and,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and come into uh, recognition, okay, I'm here for a purpose. Am I going to do my purpose? Am I going to sit on the sides and you know, we waiting for someone else to show me the way?
0: I agree completely. I, you know, we could look at and, and a lot of astrologers do, and I believe in learning from the past. Uh, look back at when uranus last moved into taurus to get a feel for things that might happen here but um but we have to remember that uranus doesn't act alone um the chart was completely different in other respects back in 1934 and We can only kind of get a feel for the energies rather than saying, well, this is how it's going to happen and this is what's going to happen. Because uh, expect the unexpected is (laughs) is a great phrase for Uranus at any time. And uh, it goes to what you're saying, Jen, that it is unknowable with Uranus. He's the lord of surprises, that's for a start, and awakenings. And there's going to be as many good shocks, I think, as 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 shocks that aren't so pleasant for us would you agree
1: yes yes absolutely i i think thinking well i think part of the problem here is the way we tend to think as humans we tend to put things into little boxes this is bad this is good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All of this stuff and uh it's if everything is divinely ordained which i believe it is we have free will but we make choices the choices we're making is how we deal with what we see or how we 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 explain what it means mm-hmm. if we just uh accept something is happening and we don't try to put a label on it we have more chance of um kind of uh, experiencing it in the present right so in the moment, you may be going through something shit, but I mean, every day we can go through shitty things, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Say that those things that you're not allowed to, like the old school of spirituality, like, oh, you must never say anything terrible is happening. You're always light. You're feeling light. Everything's good. Of course, that's total bullshit, right? But this is the the whole point: is that we can have a an uncomfortable experience we can have a shocking experience which i think we will right we'll have amazingly shocking experiences but it's not to say that those shocking experiences say anything about who we are right yes
2: exactly they
1: don't define, they don't define the experience they are just something we're experiencing and we recognize it oh this is shitty and i got to go through it we can stay stuck this is shitty i'm not going to do it and mm-hmm. that creates more uh, issues, right? More tension uh, because we're building up in our minds, and we're looking at other people going, "Oh, they're doing the wrong thing yeah. instead of just doing what we need to do." Okay, this is a t- tough thing. I'm just going to have to get through it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, I always talk about how, how we respond and react to the energies that really matters anyway. Because life happens, um, <laughs> energies. You know, and and what might seem, I suppose bad thing to one person so another person sees it in a completely different way Um, i kind of look back to the time when my husband was laid off from his job in england and you know after about 48 hours of oh my god what are we gonna do we kind of just started looking at possibilities and and started to feel the excitement rather than the fear and move and and see it as a time where it opened up all kinds of potential and possibilities for us and we ended up emigrating to australia so
1: (laughs) yes exactly right it's an opportunity i think this is the whole point is this is what uranus brings is an opportunity for something different right like i know there's a lot of shakes it up (laughs) up. and with mars going into your uh, aquarius and with some of the other things being impacted, it's this idea that it's not going to be what it was. So it's not going to be this comfortable, the same steady job that I've had and it's just going to go on. This time is de- demanding that we make choices. We just can't sit mm-hmm. on the sidelines going, well, I don't know. I'm not going to make a choice, right? Because the world is going to make a choice for us. These mm-hmm. energies are just going to sweep us into things. So, we can choose like you did, you know, and I think it's great. You can spend 24 hours bemoaning your fate and going, shit, I wasn't expecting this as a mm-hmm. And then you kind of get over it. You let it go through your system and then you go, okay, well, I've had my moan and so now, you know, what am I going to do? So because yeah. I mean, moaning for the next, you know, two years wouldn't be very helpful, would it?
0: Yeah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> No, it wouldn't sit and it doesn't help anybody to sit in that. And, you know, I, I, you know, I have compassion for people that obviously get in. um, That have had some, you know, very unpleasant happenings for them and things. But but the only way out is to change yourself, really, and how you approach it you know i i even i i know of uh, in fact i'm facebook friends with her and i can't remember her name just now but i know that her whole family was killed in um rwanda in in the um oh yeah hutsu Tutsi, whatever it was the the and anyway her whole family was killed while she hid in a bathroom and um and she's moved on and actually forgiven the people that killed her family like it to face to face and uh and actually goes around teaching about forgiveness now, so you know there are you know people have had the most hideous, horrendous things happen to them and uh, and managed to really kind of turn it around that doesn't mean it didn't happen it doesn't mean sometimes the pain still isn't there, it just means you're not living in it so yeah, and I
1: think that the point is that. It- Proves, I mean the situation you just talked about proves the fact that people can have horrific experiences and move beyond it they can still find happiness and joy and
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, people who are religious often say things like you know God doesn't give you something you can't handle mm-hmm. I, mean, I kind of believe that you know we've made choices sometimes people get annoyed about that idea. I'm not saying we chose every single thing that was going to happen no choices and we brought in certain aspects of ourselves to deal with these and every mm-hmm. moment we're choosing something at every moment like, we've got to decide is it left or is it right should I do this now or should I put it off till tomorrow yeah all of those are choices that we're making and these kind of uh, the energies of Uranus and Mars is kind of that, you know, just moving everything around. It's like, okay, the lava is coming down the mountain. I don't have time to sit here wondering if I should uh, sit in this comfy chair or go out. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this is really that energy that's forcing upon us this change because the change begins on the ground, right? Yeah. When you actually digging the soil, when you actually begin to do things or declare which I think is a lot of the energy now is declaring, this is what I'm standing for, and I don't care what anyone else says or does. Mm-hmm. There's that energy of letting go of the reins we've held to, you know, to the past. Our um, What's the word? The um, That feeling or loyalty to the past. Like, I've got to behave in a certain way. I've got to act like this because everyone expects me to, or this is how people are supposed to act. We're just kind of those reins are being pulled out of our hands and we're going, oh. Oh, I've got to do something different. I'm on my own. I've got to make these choices, right? Because yeah. I, want the results. I, I don't want to be stuck in the lava coming down. I want to jump over and do something. right?
0: N- none of the old paradigms really fit anymore. Anyway, like this is how I, I would have done it back then. You know, we're being invited to think differently now and really, um, think outside the box, all those kind of Uranian kind of terms, you know, it's uh, it really is about doing things differently. And I do, you know, I do agree with a lot of other astrologers that are out there that we are going to have some kind of shakeups in uh, the financial world. But that, again, doesn't have to mean, you know, like we're going to go into a Great Depression or anything. Um, for example, you know, a lot of them um, quite probably quite rightly think that uh, cryptocurrencies are going to really become more of a mainstream stream thing or something like it. It could even be something completely new yet. You know, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But Taurus is um, the financial world, too. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out over the next um, about seven years. It's going to be in Taurus.
1: Yes. I I think one of the key things here, like what you're mentioning, is that the key is every time there's a new kind of uh, society being built, right? We have a new monetary system. This is throughout history. It always does. We always have a new monetary system when there's a new Mm -hmm. uh, society being formed. But the key here is to remember that if the money goes, you know, belly up or whatever, we still have each other. We still have our ways to dig soil and plant food. Mm -hmm. We're not not destitute because we don't have money, right?
0: That'll just be a different way. Exactly.
1: And so this is the thing is we think differently than we did, you know, 50 years ago. We don't think the same way. We're in a whole different world where we can see many more possibilities than we could uh, in the 30s. And and we have choices because, again, with the Aquarian energy is this idea of we're creating tribes. What kind of tribes are we creating? Are we creating the kinds of tribes that... um, you know, there's a ruler on top who controls all of us because we're in fear and we have to listen to the, you know, the person on top. Mm-hmm. And creating a tribe where we all equal and we all go, I'm a contributor. I'm going to give. I can give this. Someone else can give something else. And that's really what this is. Boots on the ground. It's a, it's a very resilient, uh, 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 resolute energy. Right. Mm-hmm. We cannot
0: escape. And I think what, what looking at the history doesn't always show is that a lot of people uh, thrived <laughs> in the <laughs> 30s too. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: absolutely true. And, but you know, it's like the fires, you know, around town in California. We had a lot of fires, which of course are terrible. It's terrible to be in that space, right? Mm,
2: of course it is.
1: Uh, yeah. things you owned, taught, people heard all of those things. I agree, it's absolutely awful. However, what happens to the ground when it is being fire, you've got the ash, which is so uh, uh, it's, it's so helpful to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and new things begin to grow out, and people are have a new energy. It's like, okay, I'm sad, I'm sorrowful, but I gotta go forward, or I want it, mm-hmm. now there's an opportunity to do something different It's that same kind of energy that we're entering, right it doesn't mean we're not going to have difficulties right? absolutely actions all of that
0: yeah and you know i do think um we're not done with the um volcanic activity in hawaii for a start as well with this weekend um yes. you know going back to the astrology how the uh, dwarf planet
2: mm-hmm. um
0: is now at 24 degrees Libra, and we'll talk about the numbers in a second. But she is aspecting the new moon that's on the 15th, and how was actually in tight conjunction to the Sun at 29 degrees of Leo when um, Hawaii became a state in 1959, the year I was born, and um and she and she was at the degree 29 degrees of leo which is being triggered now by uranus at the very end of aries before he moves into taurus and mars at the very end of capricorn and also it's the degree where we had the total eclipse last august the 21st so <laughs> so i can't remember where i was going with it oh yes the hawaii but i think hawaii is being deeply affected by this astrological shift and but to go back to what jen was saying he's making new ground really or she is making new ground the goddess she's yes Yes. you know it's been change of our topography of our earth has been constant since since she was formed (laughs) So, (laughs) so you know yes some people are being displaced but again you know they will respond to it, they will survive. <laughs> you know, it's it's yes, uh, that,
1: yes. And the whole thing is about this is we have to take the long view about everything.
2: Mm-hmm. We've
1: been kind of uh been in this position where we look, you know, at a very short length of time, what's gonna happen. But for the earth, this is all about the long view. Mm-hmm. And you know, the earth does not need us. We need the earth. So yeah. we can uh, uh have her voice raised uh, to us because we have, as a uh, as a people of the world, we have abused her. We have not. Mm-hmm. We've fallen away from these old practices where the earth was given recognition, and that's what so much of the goddess practices were mm-hmm. uh, and the god practices. It was all about this idea of recognizing the value of the earth, and many of us have not. And I'm not pointing fingers at individuals, mm-hmm. but collectively we've you know we've used the Earth without um, paying dues and that's one aspect the other aspect is we have to remember that the earth um, when we have these things coming forward, especially when Uranus moves into Taurus, historically what happens is it's a social change it's when people get really um, interested in having social support systems that mm-hmm. help all of us right and the last time it was the uh, what's that thing they have social the new systems. deal the new deal exactly yeah and, and previously it's been about lgbt rights and all these different things mm-hmm. so these are the things we have to remember that actually through this you know horror and through this uh, this burning off and this recognition that there's a part of not only the earth, but there's a part of each of us that needs to be seen and acknowledged because our system has been these people that don't care about the average person, right? Yeah. just, okay, I can make more money. I can turn all these people into workers for me. And you, mm-hmm. says, you, know, you go work at a job and you know, you've got to work 60 hours a week. You've got to do whatever they say because otherwise you won't have a job. We're moving into this time where we need to write the balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Like one of the things that's so interesting about when the original LGBT rights thing, when that's kind of came out in the 1800s, I don't remember exactly when, on the, you know, when Uranus went into Taurus, mm-hmm. this, this uh, Marquis who uh, had propositioned a sailor somewhere. And so he was beaten almost to death.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. It's a very
1: violent thing. Him expressing whatever he wants, right, his need and uh, and and being, you know, shamed and almost killed. What that led to was that he went home and said, well, now everyone knows my secret. So he lived openly with his lover and uh, he was accepted into society because he was a marquee. So that changed or began the journey of people beginning to be accepted for being who, yes. right? hmm and that's kind of the same thing sometimes we have to go to these extremes uh, and of course that all depends on us too how humane are we to other humans
0: yeah and and to, and to the earth you know yes. for example when uranus moved into aries um on march the 11th 2011 mm-hmm. uh, that's when we had the big earthquake that caused the nuclear meltdown in fukushima and i think that and killed thousands of people very tragically but it's woken a lot of people up to what we're doing to the earth um you know and things have begun to change and attitudes have begun to change about nuclear energy and um and all that kind of uh, stuff so you know if we don't start to wake up the earth will wake us up i think really so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: really, I mean, it's interesting, the 11 is one of those numbers that does create, look, it's a, it's a division, right? It's mm-hmm. you bring together, heaven and earth, or whatever you want to call it, spirit and earth, or you can divide it. And the 11 will always bring us back to that. We're in an 11 universal year. And so here we are feeling the shifts, right? Mm-hmm. The fury. Um, And and we have
0: two 11s in in the astrological chart for the new moon because um, Mars is at the 29th degree of um, Capricorn. So 29 is an 11, two plus nine. Um, And uh, Uranus is at 29 degrees of Aries. They both move right after the new moon. So everybody... It's
1: very potent. I think it's really interesting, right? There is never a mistake. It's so interesting that both of these are at the 29 degree on the new moon and then move into their position after the new moon, right? It's very telling, right? It's kind Mm -hmm. of like now here's the new beginning, right? We're starting and and then we're going to have this shift uh, that uh, is, I'm sure there's going to be different eruptions coming up that are going to shock us and Oh, I think. Chain so. us and all of this, and force us out of our comfort zone, right? It's so fascinating. Since Taurus is about comfort, right? I know. It <laughs> <laughs> is also the the hardest when you think about you know you think about having a farm, for instance, and yeah, and what it takes to create uh, things growing out of the ground, right? It just you know there's a could be a lot of work involved right and, mm. and then the bounty and that's really the, the i think that's the energy of taurus right is like
0: oh for sure so for those for so for the listeners just um because i'll put my astro astrology hat on just for a second and just kind of give you the rundown over the next few days so um on May the 13th, I'm not going to start with today, but the, the May the 13th, we have Mercury conjunct Uranus at um, 29 degrees of Aries. And that's at that last degree. And Mercury is kind of the lower mind and Uranus is really the higher mind, to put it fairly simply. So I think there's going to be something quite shocking um, in coming in information wise through the news and then mercury moves into taurus ahead of the new moon then we have the new moon on may the 15th then uranus moves into taurus then mars moves into aquarius then mars squares uran uranus which is <laughs> going to be crazy right at those beginning degrees and then on may the 17th we haven't mentioned this one yet we have Lilith conjunct pluto in capricorn and that's pretty. Um, that's pretty earthquakey material as well. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes,
1: and we have to remember that earthquakes are not just the physical land
0: moving. No, I don't mean that. Yeah, when I say earthquakey material, I mean internal earthquakes as well. I, I know you mean but I'm just yeah. listening
1: that there's all kinds of ways we can have earthquakes, right? You know, we say that thing, the earth moves under my feet yes so many things that can awaken us to things in new ways right and some of the older fixed stars i saw are being um uh, kind of yeah new, right for this which is also uh, indicative of major shifts
0: yeah, I believe, I believe the new moon is, is I'm, I'm not really worked with the fixed stars that much yet, but I believe the new moon is on is on star Algol, which is yes. the decapitator.
1: And then the sun is on uh, uh, the other one. Um, oh. Uh, Aldebaran.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's the, uh, the eye of the bull. So the yeah. sun is there, and then uh, with the moon is the other one. The heart of Antares. it's the heart of the Scorpio. So yeah. um, these are pretty intense uh, uh, positioning, right?
0: Yeah. So what what what? Um, I know you you regularly open the Akashic records and kind of get messages from yeah. the records. What what kind of messages are you getting? that could help people over this weekend apart from <laughs> expecting the unexpected and um how can people deal you know, one with it
1: yeah how can people deal with it one of the things that's really important right now is to to be aware of the ground you're on what ground are you standing on right um the idea is we tend to not take notice like you know somebody does something to us or something happens around us and we can often just you know react without thinking where am i coming from what ground am i standing on is this ground sacred ground to me is it you know moving ground is it something i don't care about uh you know there's that smoke screen that often uh uh, comes with change Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: we get to choose like who are we going to side with and by looking at the ground you're on and really thinking about it. Is this the place I want to be rooted in? Is this the place I want to be speaking from and reacting from? So what's happening now, which is really interesting is that most of us are actually feeling our feelings, which
2: many mm. of
1: us is a new thing. We've never experienced really feeling our feelings. We feel expressed, The idea of having a feeling that it's all been stuffed down or moved away or labeled or something and so now we're actually feeling the pain of the instant feeling we can get very irritated we can get very angry uh, and at the same time is recognize what am i doing i'm feeling a feeling that's Mm -hmm. exciting to feel a feeling what do i want to do with it do i want to ground this feeling you know it's that examination of recognizing hey i'm having a feeling this is amazing it's amazing to be feeling a feeling but i don't have to react uh, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like a little kid like an, an immediate blow off my mind i'm going to just tell everybody off i can if i want to but the key here is okay you have limited energy limited time so limited resources And you want to make sure that the resources and the energy you're using are focused on the bigger picture. Because this is about laying down the foundations or rooting yourself in your bigger picture. Not Mm -hmm. something that you want tomorrow, but what are you really looking for in terms of legacy or in terms of this is what I'm building, this is what I believe in. Mm -hmm. Most of these causes that many of us, we've talked about on the Care on this or whatever, they're not going to happen in one day. You know, we're not going to come with a magic wand and everything to oh. be in place, right? So that's really the key here is to remember this is a long term journey. So mm-hmm. we have to look at the blips with a long term eye. You know, a bird's eye view, look at that. Remember to ground, breathe, use your practice, whatever it makes you feel, to remember that even though the ground is rocking you are still safe right yeah. and you can take action all as well right you can take action from a grounded place no matter what's happening around you
0: an image an imagery i've kind of used for this this time and and a lot for this year because we have a you know reverberations yeah. coming um, is you know a the image of a tree you know putting down the roots and having this solid trunk but still being able to move with the wind a little but also i've i've got this image stuck in my mind of sculpting this year it's kind of like we have the the raw ingredients already we just we're being asked to kind of sculpt (laughs) to put it together like clay sculpting more than um, chipping away but also you could use the chipping away analogy and kind of just creating something really solid but Mm -hmm. sculpting takes time so yeah
1: and it's made of uh, material of the earth yeah Mm -hmm. deliberate process right when you, if Michelangelo or somebody was sculpting a huge piece, they didn't just take a rock and just start banging it, right? No. <laughs> they, they looked at the rock and they went like, what, 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 piece would uh, fit this piece and mm-hmm. they planned it and this is what we are not necessarily used to doing we're not yeah. used to having our feelings moving through us we're not used to the idea that oh i'm responsible so how yeah. I matters the choices i make let me just sit down and think about it i don't need to uh, uh, you know and again it's teamwork Right. We when we when you sit or stand in your truth, when you're rooted in it, when you're grounded, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. You don't have to say, "Look at me, I'm important." Mm -hmm. You can go, "Well, I have my, you know, my value that I bring, and so does the person next to me. So let's all contribute. Let's all share and come to a point." Like Mm -hmm. this is the thing: is we cannot be engaged in needing our idea to be the idea if it doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah.
1: But if it does make sense, then we must fight for it,
2: right?
1: yeah, Give it up and go, oh well, I'm not going to bother It's interesting. I picked this card, you know, I, I shuffled the cards with my cards and picked the mm-hmm. card uh, just as we were starting, and the card that came up is the soul portal card of five, the vision portal, and this is the card of the maze and the woman like you know, kind of priestess, whatever, standing in the on the roses. And there's a mazes all around her and uh, pomegranates, pomegranate seeds. And this idea of being able to see that when you're in the maze, that you have to travel the maze, like you can't get out of the maze, right? Mm. You have to keep going. Like you're not going to like be able to jump up and fly out of it. Yes, you have to be in it. And a lot of times, the fences, you know, the high, the uh, the fences are very high. You can't see over it. Mm. And that's really the journey. But there's a lot of potential in this being in the maze. Not only being present in the moment, but thinking about the journey you're on and what you want to achieve as you're on the journey.
0: Did you say fire or five? Five. Five.
1: five. 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 Yeah, I room. thought so. Yeah. Okay.
0: So gonna... I love that it's the priestess in it as well, because really Taurus energy to me always seems very empressy, um, from the tarot, very priestessy anyway. It's a very feminine sign. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I
1: mean <laughs> think about fertility and growth, right? I, I, I look at the thing like you know, there's the the Europa and the, the bull, right? The Europa and the bull. There's all those tales about it, It's so, uh, an ancient myth. To me, that's the you know, it's there's tales that some I can't remember whoever was the god uh, tried to catch Europa and use the bull. Yeah, but To me, it's not that. It's the Europa is the the the, the, the essence of the Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And she is capturing or climbing on the bull to go for a ride. She's connecting to the earth. This is her her sacred spirit coming alive.
0: Mm. I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. And you have all of these female, like you were saying, Lilith and all of these things are rising. The female voice is part, you know, is a major aspect of the
0: um the okay. They're all connected to this new moon this weekend. I, on the fifteenth, was I keep saying this weekend? Early next week, let's say. Let me. Let me just. I, what what day is what? I don't know. <laughs> but just all around the degree of the new moon, which is at twenty four degrees of Taurus, we have Sedna, the goddess Sedna, who um, was an Inuit goddess of the um, oceans, um, conjunct the new moon. Um, uh, we have Venus at 25 degrees of Gemini conjunct Pallas Athena at 26 degrees Gemini and they're both goddesses then we have um, Haumea at 24 degrees of Libra which I've already said Lilith at 21 degrees of Capricorn and oh Eris that's the other one Eris the goddess of discord or revealer of artifice as I call her is opposing Haumea at 23, almost 24 degrees of Aries. So all this goddess energy, which some of it has been fairly recently discovered, really, um, the dwarf planets, um, is coming. It, it, it's just so intimately tied into this energy this weekend as well. Um,
1: yes, absolutely. And it's so interesting because to me it's all about balance, right? Of the female that has been discounted and, mm-hmm. and And of course, we have two different aspects of the female, right? You know, there's kind of more masculine aspects mm-hmm. of women trying to be like men, but that's not our true masculinity, right? Uh, so we all, women have a masculine side, men have a feminine side. So they're coming into balance, you know, that's the idea of recognizing the earth, recognizing exactly. the, earth, the woman recognizing the rights of all people these are all feminine qualities right taking care of people
0: and it's reflected in the planets i don't know if you you've thought about the fact that pluto has the heart on it and mars was discovered to have water on it um and heart and water are both traditionally seen as so-called feminine i mean i think at some point we're going to have to do away with this dichotomy between masculine and feminine because the like you said the male has fem has feminine aspects the female has masculine aspects so
1: yes and what's so interesting now is that our the youth of today are fluid in gender right oh
0: very much so yeah
1: i mean that's the truth is we don't need gender that's that. I mean, not to say we can't identify with one or the other or have, you know, identified the qualities or where we are. Like I'm mm-hmm. doing something that's more feminine, I'm doing something as if we need to. But the truth is it's a divider when we're pointing fingers and saying there's something wrong with you because you don't have this. And <laughs> that's true because we all have it. We just don't know how to use it. You know, it's a little different.
0: And I, th- I think there's going to be a bit of a shake up in that respect as well, because of the energy we have in Capricorn that's being um aspected by all this energy. And, um, I don't know if you've noticed Jen, but, um, there's been a, there is quite a resurgence of people who are, who are being reg- retrogressive because it, they're, um, they're challenged by the changes and the shifts that are happening, you know, so they're in resistance. Um, there's Jordan Peterson. Have you heard of him? No. Oh, yeah. He's um, he, he's this Canadian um, dark web intellectual, they call him who's who's going on about you know he wants to do away with gender studies and things in um, colleges because of course men and there's vast differences between men and women and things like that so just i just want to say you know we will see resistance you know we jen and i see what is actually happening but then there's people who want to stay the way things were if that makes sense
1: yeah, and I think that's always the case, right? Is that yeah. we tend to, you know, all of us tend to look at what is our point of view, right? So yeah, it is a long string, and we have the extreme, like, extreme male on one side, extreme female on the other, and then most people kind of gathering towards the middle, you're always going to get the, the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. going to be people that are going to insist this is the way, and that's another aspect of... And all of this energy coming in is my way is the right way. Yes. Yeah. The idea of being right, well, you know because it's right for you doesn't mean it's right for everyone. So there's a difference in understanding your own point of view and accepting that other people have a different point of view and that they're entitled to that point Yep,
0: yeah, they are. Excuse me, my dog is joining in the conversation.
1: <laughs> About this. This is what he's been talking about. Haven't you heard him,
0: Louise? Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: he often joins in the conversation if it gets kind of uh, <laughs> onto sensitive issues, shall we say?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to mention the twenty-one. That's so interesting. Of that, uh, you know, with Lilith and Paul, which is, you know, it's so interesting. They they. they co-joined in that way because twenty-one is the number the ancients called it the number of truths. So you know what you're willing to stand up for, which is very much a Lilith type of energy, as is Pluto, right? Pluto yes, do the shit to get to the place of you know beyond the compost. What comes out after compost? So that's very interesting about that. Mm. And then also mentioning on the numbers or fascinating, right? The moon, the new moon is on the 15th this month with one and five is six. It's a very highly alchemical number which encourages us to engage with uh, what we love to do, right? If you wanna create alchemy or make changes, you must come from a place of love and enjoyment, not sacrifice. Mm. Because when you're doing things because you're a martyr, although, you know, I want to be careful with the word sacrifice. You know, I think there's a difference between making a sacrifice, which is giving up something important, mm. as opposed to being a martyr, right? It's a very different kind of energy. Because we we will be called to sacrifice things. Uh, however, if we know who we are, we'll understand the sacrifice. And we'll yeah. refuse if we're willing. But this. 15 is about doing what you are interested in or what you love out of that space of love so if you're feeling tired if it doesn't feel like this is your thing to do step away because mm-hmm. when you go into the world of martyr you drag us all down right then the energy changes so that's the 15 we have the 24 which is the degree that the moon and sun are at mm-hmm. 24 is also a sex And this is more about connecting with the earth or community. Um, It's very magnetic and formidable. It gives us this energy to really serve others with passion and Mm -hmm. easily attract abundance. So six is a number of abundance, but again, it's being in balance, right? Balancing the masculine and feminine. It it speaks of of creating the alchemical marriage, right? bringing the two sides together so that's Mm -hmm. where abundance happens when we can do things with such love we create joy we uh, uh, we welcome people into our world and welcome their positions we're not trying to say you don't belong here get out right
0: could i just ask you something about the numbers and then i think we've probably gone long enough really but um it is it's at 24 degree the new moon is at 24 degrees as you said yes. and 36 minutes and so that's um three six and nine isn't it, mm-hmm. so isn't, it? isn't there something about the three six nine that's
1: yes those so, so are all emotional numbers so mm-hmm. it's about love right to me i call three is the number of self-love doing mm-hmm. things that you recognize yourself right getting curious following your own path, being true to you. Six is the number of family love or your love of your community. Again, bringing people together in a place of beauty and love
2: Mm.
1: and not being a martyr. And then nine is universal love. So when we can see the bigger picture, we allow people to be uh, emotionally wild without shaming them. We allow ourselves to be emotionally true as who who we are. We don't have to hide our personalities, uh, but we also have the love for the universe, brother and sister. Mm. That's the bigger aspect of that.
0: And I think that's, you know, at the heart, despite all we've said about the changes and yes, all that's coming. If we keep that message at our core for this new moon, I think we can't go wrong, you know, the the love of in all its stages. Um yes. that's what we're being called to, I think, at this time personally.
1: Love. There's also another aspect and I will bring in because it's it, it does speak to this and that's we're in a, a seven universal months and a five you know calendar months, five mm. about change. Seven is the number that brings us to our own wisdom. Mm look at our intuition if we can look at what we're seeing and instead of judging it kind of look at it and our truth more clearly then we can love with greater freedom right because mm-hmm. that's kind of the sticky part about love is that we want people to love us on our terms and we want to love them on their terms and if we remove that energy and go I, re- I accept the fact that you you are who you are I want to be who I am
0: mm-hmm i'm
1: gonna love me and love what i'm doing then you bring that energy into the pool you're not requiring anything from anyone
0: and that and that you know as we wrap up to astrologically that fits with the north node in leo at the moment which is ruled by the heart and i've been saying since we had these series of eclipses with the north node in leo that this is about following both following your heart and leading with the heart and coming with an open heartedness because if you give love you receive love it spreads the love in the world basically so um you know all this does tie together so yes we're going through a rocky period but if you stay in love and stay in your heart you can't really go wrong
1: yes absolutely grounded with
0: yeah
1: i mean you know an unconditional love in the sense that you're not requiring anyone to do anything you doing it because you want to
0: yeah an unconditional so. love doesn't mean being a doormat it just means <laughs> it just means loving them anyway even if you don't like what they do and just letting them be themselves kind of thing so exactly. Exactly. yeah so jen I love doing this with you, but, you know, we don't want to make these too long. I think maybe the energies are so intense. We'll probably try and get one for the, uh, do another podcast for the full moon at the end of May.
2: Because
0: because that's a a pretty big thing. And then we're going to be um, heading towards the next series of eclipses <laughs> so, so subscribe to this podcast you can subscribe on all the places that podcasts um, are sent out there's soundcloud and itunes i tend to use itunes um, on Libsyn in itself um, i'll post some of the links and jen will too and i hope you'll subscribe and follow us and catch us every time
1: Yes, that'd be wonderful.
0: So it's goodbye from Lou.
1: And goodbye from Jen.
0: Have a great day, everybody.